Thank you for watching this online message from Riverstone Church. We hope that this content encourages you and helps you further develop your relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit riverstonechurch.net. There you can learn more about us, view additional messages, submit your prayer needs, and even give online. Thank you for watching, and may the Lord richly bless you. We've been working through Isaiah chapter 12 and uh, verse 4, uh, the four clauses in uh, verse 4 of chapter 12 that speak to us about, uh, I believe, uh, worship, prayer. Last week we spoke about, the uh, last two weeks we spoke about proclamation or the preaching or the need to uh, go and uh, tell that we are to share the gospel with the nations. Uh, some of us will work in our own backyard. Others of us will be uh, called to other places in the world to support, equip, and to help. And that uh, God has a purpose for each one of us. As you recall, toward the end of that message, I called those of you who uh, kind of have, who have businesses or things that the Lord has put in your hands to do. You've been willing to take some risk in the business field to think about your mission statement as it relates uh, to the Lord using what he's put in your hand to impact uh, the nations. I believe that is important for where God is uh, taking us. Finally, as we bring this series uh, to a close, we'll look at the last clause of uh, this passage. And it says, to make them remember that his name is exalted. I'm, I'm going to share the famous last words of a preacher, and that is that I don't intend to be long today. And so we will, we're going to briefly work through this passage and have a time of prayer uh, at the end. First, we look at uh, the first couple of words in this clause, make them. Uh, who is this speaking about? It's speaking about the reference from the previous clause of verse 4. The them is the peoples or the nations. Make the nations remember that his name is exalted. As we talked some about last week and even in previous times that God's plan is for us to tell those who do not know. You and I have been impacted by the gospel. If we have been transformed by the power of the gospel and the grace of the gospel, God's plan is for us then to go and tell those who have not heard. But not, are, not only are we to go and tell, but we are to help them remember that his name is exalted. We are to help people not only know the name of the Lord, but we're also to help them remember his deeds, what he has done, things of the past, his power, his might, his glory. Next Sunday, we'll participate in communion. And communion is an act of remembering an already completed work. And it stretches all the way back to the Passover. It's a remembrance of the Lord's deliverance from the bondage of Egypt. But the Lord, as he's having this Passover meal with his disciples, he begins to reinterpret that in light of the sacrifice that he will make the next morning. And he takes the bread and he takes the wine and he emphasizes their meaning that we are to remember Christ's body, which has been broken for us. And we're to remember his blood, which has been shed for the remission of our sins. So the Passover meal then becomes not only a remembrance of 
taking a people out of bondage, uh, physical bondage in Egypt, but now it is a remembering of God's deliverance from the penalty of sin to all those who have come to faith in him. Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. So the point being that all believers along the way are to do this, this act of communion, the Lord's Supper, however you want to refer to it, we're to do this in a consistent way in order to remember the work that Jesus did upon the cross. Remember that he is a delivering God, that he's able to take his people out of bondage, that he's able to relieve us from the burden of sin and the power of sin as we come to him. And we, as people who have experienced the Lord Jesus Christ, part of our responsibility is to help his work be remembered among the next generation. To tell those, the nation, the people, about the work of the Lord, but also to cause them to remember, because at times we are a forgetful people. My wife will tell you that often I forget a lot of things. That I have sticky notes and I will say to her at times, help me remember. Help me remember this. Help me remember that. Help me remember. And she said, don't you put it on your phone? And I say, yes, I put it on my phone, but then I don't hear the reminder and I forget about it. <laughs> so you pray for my hearing, okay? I'm still asking you to pray for my hearing. <laughs> We have to be reminded very often. The Bible tells us in Romans 1 and 20 that for since the creation of the world is invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they were without excuse, meaning that people should be able to look outside and see the created order and understand that there is a divine creator that has pulled these things together in a very clear and orderly way. And that created order shows us God's power and his divine nature. And we realize that there are those who refuse to see that. But even by that moment, we have been introduced to the power of God from the moment that we're able to realize in our mind that something brought this together. And as we are introduced to the power of God at the very earliest stages of our coming to him through the created order or through someone sharing a testimony of faith, we must be reminded that God is still at work continually over and over again. I asked, uh, my, my wife helped me uh, in asking Sister uh, Kathy Goble, Sister Kathy, if you'd be willing to come uh, to the front this morning. Uh, many of you know Sister Kathy. We've been praying for her uh, uh, and her health for a long season of time. And I noticed, and I'm not going to steal her story, but I noticed last Sunday as there was a time of prayer, a time of prayer for God's uh, grace and God's healing, that uh, Sister Kathy uh, did something which I hadn't really seen her do before. It's almost like she ran uh, to the altar. And I uh, was privileged to be here this uh, Monday when uh, we had a time for our uh, ladies, uh, our single ladies uh, and widows for Valentine's and kind of celebrate and love on them a little while that uh, they were having a time of kind of sharing with one another. And Sister Kathy shared a testimony that really caught my ear. And uh, I'd like you to share that uh, this morning, Sister Kathy. 
The Lord is so good. Amen. I wanted to thank everybody for for praying for me and my healing. I've had wounds on my legs since July the 2nd, 2017. And I've had autoimmune disease and blood clots in this left leg. And I'd been told that the wounds on that leg wouldn't heal. And we've been praying for healing in that leg. And but our God is a miracle working God. Amen. <laughs> and last Sunday the Lord healed my leg. <laughs> <laughs> When you came to church, you, I don't want to interrupt your train of thought too much, but when you came to church, your leg was bandaged, right? Yeah, my, yeah. And you went yeah. home. Yes, and, and the wounds healed. Amen, yeah, wounds amen, healed. amen. And I've asked, I asked the Lord for, for scriptures, and the scriptures that he gave me uh, was, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Praise That's Deuteronomy 7, 9. And he also gave me um, Luke 4, 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Those were the scriptures that he fed me. That we we serve a miracle working God. Amen. He does miracles. And I'm believing for more. Amen. 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 So we are continuing to pray for you, Sister Kathy, and we're continuing to pray for God's work. This leg is something she's been in the hospital for. I visit her in the hospital uh, at times, and uh, we pray. We pray for God's healing, and God did it by his own grace last week, and we praise the Lord for his goodness and his mercy. And so I want you to remember, I want you to remember that our God is a healing God. In summer of 2021, I had a staph infection in the in that leg and I had different doctors recommend that they just amputate the leg That's it right. was in that bad of shape yeah I remember and we prayed and praise the, the Lord, Lord huh? just, we <laughs> said no <laughs> yeah amen <laughs> amen no I'm sure at times uh that uh sister Kathy your mind kind of you maybe you maybe you i don't know maybe you think about you know kind of the place you're in and wonder god 
where are you, God? What are, are you doing? But during all of that season of time, what I remember uh, with Sister Kathy is she has remembered my kids' birthdays, continually sends cards of encouragement uh, to my family while she was struggling, while the leg was continuing to bother her. And we're praying for God's continued healing and other areas as well. But she continued with the work of the Lord even despite what she was walking through. And so this morning, again, I want you to remember that God is faithful. God is faithful to help us in the night of the storm. And God is faithful to deliver us and to heal us in our body, to heal us in our mind, and to help us overcome for his glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Kathy, for being willing to share. We have a responsibility to tell the generations behind us of the healing work of God's grace, of God's power, not just in physical healing, but God's power to be able to move and to transform us in our heart, to take us from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. We have a responsibility to help the next generation to remember the work and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Riverstone must be a church that supports and empowers and calls and trains and develops those who will go and tell. But we also must be a place where those who have heard and respond have a pathway to grow in their relationship with the Lord and to remember that God is a miracle-working God, to remember that God is a God of power, to remember that God is a God who is able to transform lives, to remember that there is a God who is not simply far off up there somewhere who hopefully will see us at some point in our point of need but God is a God who has come down and who has met us, who has touched us through the person and work of Jesus Christ. Our role, our responsibility is to make the people or make the nations remember that his name is exalted. This idea of being exalted is especially inaccessible. High safely set on high. Judah, in its, in its, uh, in its uh, captivity in this passage, the nation of Judah was, in, was, in, was under the captivity of the Babylonians. They could not overcome their own captivity, just like you and I cannot overcome our own captivity. We cannot just kind of better ourselves through reading a series of books or a series of steps or other things. And I'm not saying those things are not helpful in their place. What we must trust in is the power of God. God's grace was shown to the nation of Judah in chapter 11 of Isaiah. There was a, a message of hope. And when we find that God has given us this time of hope, what we find is that he who is exalted, who seems high and inaccessible, comes down to meet us in a very particular way. And this is what happened when Jesus came upon the earth. Theologians say that God himself, through the Lord Jesus Christ, he condescended himself. He came down and met us. When we could not get up to meet him, he came down in the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ to meet us when we were dead and when we were in our iniquity and sin. We cannot attain to God but God has condescended to us in Christ. 
His name, yes, is high and exalted, but he has come to us through the person and work of Jesus Christ, and this is the beauty of the gospel. That a world around us must hear the message that no matter how you try, no matter what you desire in this world, no matter what pleasures of this life you pursue after, it will never give you the satisfaction that you're seeking. We find a world that is in the path of destroying itself. What that world is searching after is God. They're trying to find in their own devices and in their own ways and their own pleasures the pathway to God, and they won't find it themselves. The only way that we can find it is the God who came down and met us. The God who visited us in the flesh, and his name is Jesus. This is why this is, will be a place where we lift up the name and the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. We will be about the work of Jesus. We will not fail and we will not falter. We will do the job that he's calling us to do. To make the nations remember that his name is exalted. You may need to tell the testimony of what God has done for you. How God has rescued you. How God has healed you. How God has stirred you by his grace. How God has moved and sometimes we want to kind of sit aside. I'm sorry, I'm one of those people too. You know, I know I'm behind a pulpit. It may not seem like I'm a little introverted, but at times I am. I don't like to be in front of the crowd. But by God's grace, he's called me to do this. But there's no sitting in the back seat in the things that God has called us to do. We're in the midst of a world that is trying everything it can to appease the unsettledness of our soul. People who the scripture says do not know their right hand from their left. And we have to be careful that we do not simply come into church and be comfortable sitting in the pew and saying, I need something from God today. Yes, I need something from God today. But the good thing is, just like our sister was doing in the midst when she was searching for something from God, she was continually pouring out. Pouring out kindness, blessings, hope to other people while she herself was longing for hope. We have to be careful that we don't find ourselves simply sitting on the pew okay with the place where we are. I don't have to go and tell. I don't have to make anyone remember. I don't have to do any of that. I'm coming to receive from myself. Give me something. Get me out by noon. I don't want a bunch of crazy stuff. 
so I can feel as though I have been in God's presence, but now I'm going and I'm going to live the way I always have the rest of the week. If that's what the gospel is about, I think we've got a big problem. When Jesus was on the earth, they said that he was a friend of sinners. He said that he did not come to the well, but came to those who were sick. He called himself the great physician. And so when we think about resources of our church and we think about our time and our energy and collectively what it means to be a fellowship, what it means to be a group of believers who are locking arms to do a common mission for the Lord Jesus Christ, we have to reflect, are we like Jesus? Are we like Jesus or are we doing church simply the way that we've always been taught to do church? that may or may not fully line up with how the scriptures teach that we're to be a called out people in the world. So I wrestle with that as someone who will give an account for whatever season God has me to serve here. I want to follow the scriptures. I want to follow the pattern of our Lord because he is the example. I pray that God helps us to see what Jesus saw in a group of people who were broken by the world, some of whom had demons cast out, some of whom uh, were ambivalent towards religious things, some of whom didn't believe, some of whom struggled. Jesus surrounded himself with those people, and in three years time taught them they got empowered by the holy spirit and the entire known world was set aflame by what a handful of people in the middle east caught a hold of when they met jesus and so for us i think we have to be a church and a place that recognizes the primacy of the gospel the beauty of what it means to be empowered by the Holy Spirit and follow after the Lord, not in the forms of the traditions of men, whatever that means, but in the power of the Spirit. So I am looking for the power and demonstration of the Spirit, not that God gives me a sign to validate who he is or what he's done, but because the scriptures say that those who truly believe signs and wonders will follow. So I need your help. And we have got to be a people who are about the Father's business.